The U.S. Department of Agriculture is making a move to support bison farming in tribal communities. This comes at a time when Minnesota's bison farmers are seeing healthy interest in what they produce. Melissa Olson visited one tribal nation in southeastern Minnesota, bringing traditional foods to contemporary tables. At the Prairie Island Indian community, Paul Dressen stands on the back of a flatbed truck. He's surveying a herd of bison cows and their calves in their winter pasture. I think it's really important to understand that we as Dakota people here on our homelands, we have had a 10,000-year relationship with our relatives. By relatives, Dressen means the bison. In 1992, the Dakota community near Red Wing was gifted a buffalo bull named Shooting Star. A short time later, the community purchased two bison cows. The community now cares for a herd of 300 on a 110-acre farm along the Mississippi River. We had at least 70 babies this year. So as our community came back home and started to grow, it also mirrored uh, our relatives coming back also. And today, both the community and uh, and the, the, the buffalo here at Prairie Island are flourishing. Prairie Island provides meat, hides, and as much else as they can to its community. As the bison care for the people at Prairie Island, farmers care for the land. Gabe Miller is the director of land and environment for Prairie Island. He says a USDA program has helped to prevent overgrazing. So I work with NRCS to install another six paddocks over about 100 acres in a rotational grazing pasture that uh, allows the bison to feed, you know, for a week in one, and then they're shifted to another one. By the time that six weeks, they're rotated back to that same pasture, that they have uh, that regrowth of uh, biomass that, you know, just makes that whole area more productive for forage. That kind of sustainable agricultural practice is just one program Policy advocates want the federal government to recognize and fund. The Native Farm Bill Coalition has also been pushing for changes to the next farm bill to give tribes purchasing power for locally produced indigenous foods. It's part of an effort to reclaim food sovereignty or control over production and distribution of the foods that sustained tribal communities for generations before colonization. The Native Farm Bill Coalition and others believe the USDA, with its long history of pushing canned and processed food, has a role to play. The coalition points out the USDA has a lot of money to spend. In fiscal year 2022, they say the USDA spent $4 billion in tribal communities nationwide, but only a fraction of that spending went to contracting with indigenous farmers and producers. But that may already be changing. At the White House Tribal Nations Summit this week, USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack announced a new USDA pilot program for the processing of bison and other wild meats. Carly Hovet works with the Indigenous Food and Agricultural Initiative. She says the proposed changes to the next farm bill could allow tribal nations more flexibility when it comes to meat processing. That would create potentially some reduced costs for tribal producers who are engaging in bison production. It would allow for inspection standard to be able to enter those bison in interstate commerce. It would allow tribes to source bison product for federal nutrition programs. Staff at Prairie Island's Bison Farm recently brought seven mature buffalo to a nearby processing plant in Cannon Falls. Paul Dressen says the community's relationship with bison is key to reclaiming an overall sense of health. The bison took care of us for thousands of years. and There was 300 years of 
a real struggle to even survive where now today we are harvesting these animals and still in a good way. Their meat is put in community freezers and where today community members now have access to that food sovereignty. Rich Buck, who leads work on the farm, says 4,000 pounds of bison meat is making its way into community freezers in Prairie Island this winter. Melissa Olson, NPR News, Prairie Island. Melissa's story made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.